Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Saturday, September 3rd. This is Anything Goes Podcast. Let's do it. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It is Chris and Jimmy. What's up, Chris? What up, Jim? Back at it. Hey, we are back at it. And, you know, we are, once again, finding ourselves, you know, the uh, drawing the ire of our president, who thinks that, once again, we are idiots and we don't remember shit. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand their strategy at this point. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, but it, I don't know. They're banking. Well, I think they're banking the midterms on the Dobbs decision, the decision in the Supreme Court that overturned Roe v. Wade. They're they're like really focusing on that as they're like, oh, this is how we're going to keep the House. And so how we're going to keep the Senate, um, which hasn't really panned out for them, I don't think, as much as they thought. But here's what I'm getting at. This is what this is how I say that they they continue to believe that we are just idiots. Right. Because now the Democrats are pushing the one. And I didn't know this until until the uh, White House press secretary said it the other day. I didn't know that nobody was coming, walking illegally across the border. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's not how it works, Chris. I I mean, I didn't know that. I was unaware that there was another mode of travel that they're taking to come into the country. They're not they're not walking or swimming. They're they're you know, I don't know. Apparently they know. I don't. Um, what was the other one? There was another one. Oh, uh, uh, defund the police. That was, we never said that. I was unaware that that was a Republican strategy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't say that. You said that. Um, I I, I was unaware that, uh, that we, that, that was, that was our, that was our stance on it. So, um, yeah. And you know, here we are, it's, uh, September and you know, we're getting closer and closer to that uh, November day, and you know, all of a sudden, everything's turned. It's it's <laughs> I don't I don't know, it, and basically targeting and attacking a very large portion of American citizens. Yeah, um, it's is a bold strategy. We'll <laughs> see if it pays off for them. Well, here's the thing, right? So we, obviously, we're talking about uh, old Sleepy Joe's speech the other day yeah was it yesterday or the day before i don't even remember i didn't watch most of it to be honest Uh, i watched some clips of it but uh i started watching it and listen i'm gonna say i need to say this though anybody who's out there saying you know uh, talking this narrative about oh you standing there with the military look those guys those marines or soldiers or sailors or airmen they don't have a choice to be out there when the president comes out. They're part of the ceremonial guard. That is their job. Mm-hmm. They got, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm over this whole, you know, the attempt at this narrative to, you know, start throwing the military in there. Cause they don't, it, it's their job. That's what they do. They're assigned there. They're there for a couple of years to do the presidential uh, guard, I guess you would call it, which it's not, they're yeah. not really the yeah. presidential guards, but um, the presidential ceremonial guard, um, and that's what they do. So, yeah, you're going to see him, you know, every time he steps on a air, aircraft, 
Uh, you're going to see him every time he gets off an aircraft. You're going to see him every time he gives a speech. You're going to see him at the White House or or in a place like that uh, where he's you know doing whatever. So that that to me is just you know that's just people trying to start shit. To be honest, even though it's you know it seems like the the Republicans are trying to latch onto that a little bit. That's a non-starter with me. That's their job. They don't have a choice. They got to be where they're told to be. And that's just the way that works. So um, get off that. <laughs> get off that narrative. But what I, what's disappointing is I'm still not seeing. And here we are again, September. So what, two and a half months from the midterm. What you're not hearing is you're not seeing the commercials going after the Democrats for all the shit they've said. You're not seeing the commercials for the Democrats with the Southern border. You're not seeing it with crime. Uh, I'm not seeing any of these commercials. Yeah. You have them come on the shows every once in a while and, and start feeding that narrative, but they should be attacking. I mean, these things, the Republicans should be just absolutely obliterated. Yeah, I don't think they're, I think they're putting too much stock in um, everybody's memory because I think the Democrats are playing it smarter by absolutely. counting on the short, short-term memory that, that we all tend to have um, because, yeah, they're acting like they didn't say all the stuff right. that they said. And, and there's no pushback. Right. You sh- you hear no pushback. Yeah, you, that's true. That's true. But there's, because there's, a mountain of things to i to clearly identify that this administration and this whole covid last, the cdc coming yeah, out and apologizing that, that's a great one why are you not hearing these things like you i'm not hearing i'm not seeing commercials or or anything you know two months out from a midterm election where you you should legitimately be able to stomp these people in in this election cycle and nothing you're not hearing it they're not taking advantage of the things that they clearly yeah have they an should be on. harping on that like i because there's all kinds of information coming out about um lockdowns and how detrimental they've been um we're still we're going to be yeah. feeling the the negative effects of that for a long long time absolutely i mean this i mean every democrat that's running for office in the midterms is running away from this college debt that's true. Uh, yeah. thing. They're running away from it. But, I mean, they're getting help because the media is not asking them about it either. Um, so, you know, if, if, if the Republicans aren't out there uh, slamming that message home, that this, hey, guess what? This supposed, what was the big bill that they just passed? Uh, the 300 and whatever, you know, billion dollar bill that they just passed. The infrastructure uh, or what? Well, no, I don't know what else are they another, doing? I, the, the most recent one that they passed before this, before Joe came out with this. Anyway, it was the, I can't remember the, I'll remember it and I'll, I'll say it. But they, they said that the net, uh, I don't want to say profit, but the net amount of money that was going to be made with that was like $362 billion. Well, this college bailout, yeah. I guess you can call it. The net cost of it is like $320 billion. So even if you were saying you were going to make gains Mm -hmm. from passing this other one, you just completely wiped them out, but you don't hear anybody talking about it. Yeah. You don't hear anybody saying, oh, yeah, they said we were going to be, you know, making this much money off this. But, oh, by the way, here you go, because you just 
obliterated any hope of making any money. Yeah, I, just, I don't understand all the celebration of all passing all these bills that are just enacting new ridiculous spending. Yeah. And they're not doing anything else to, to make those kind of cuts or, you know, figure out where that money, I, they should be reallocating money, if anything, um, not just creating new new things well, to spend. Well, but again, I guess when your narrative is, is that the economy is the best it's ever been in American history, which is Biden's narrative. It's outrageous. Um, but again, you're not, I mean, okay, on the, on the, uh, on the economy, you do hear a little bit if you're watching, if you're watching consistently, if you're watching news consistently, um, you do hear that. Um, and actually, I, you know, I always like to give credit where credit's due. Even CNN recently, over the last month or two, they've really kind of taken a hard line on the economy with Democrats mm. when they're on there. Um, and yeah, I, well, it's, it's pretty, uh, it, like you said, respect for doing that, but it's a pretty easy thing to do. It's a it's a softball to be like, absolutely. hey, cool, where's this money coming from? Where are you getting this money? You know, yeah. how, how are you proposing that? Because it's so illogical for a lot of the stuff <laughs> that they're just like, well, you know, okay, explain this to me. I'm giving you every opportunity. I'm asking you in plain English, what, like, what's your plan? Right. That kind of thing. Um, but do you believe that he, that he believes what he's saying? Do you think <sighs> when he says this is the best economy ever, you know, we have an amazing economy right now? I don't, well, it's hard for me to say whether I believe he believes it because yeah. I don't know that he has the cognitive ability to even know what he's. <laughs> you think so? You think he's just kind of like going off of the speechwriters? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, I think he believes it. I think they all do. I think they all are just have themselves brainwashed and they, you know, they live in their tiny little bubble. It's a very tiny bubble, bubble that they, um, just completely shelter themselves from everything else. And, and that may be true, but the problem is, is they, I mean, talk to any, you know me, I say it all the time. I, you know, I, I basically harass Democrats on social media all the time and they believe it too. Yeah. Like the main, no, that's what like I said. Everyday American Democrats believe it too. So it's not just a small bubble. No, I just, I mean, they're, they're, and I'm talking about all of them, all the yeah. all the Democrats, but they it's a they're just little mental bubble where they yeah, just are they see one thing and just dis I mean they just disregard it I guess because they just it's all about you know feelings and yeah oh yeah it's, inclusivity it's, and blah it's, blah blah it's, yeah, but, it's, but, it's race it's gender yeah. it's you know but they're but when when that stuff actually comes up in their life they don't even recognize it as you know, they're doing that very thing. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, you're being racist by like talking about race all the time and yeah. saying, well, we need to fire the white people first. You know, we need to do this or that. That's racism. Well, and it's like, it's like the whole inclusion talk, right? Got to be inclusive. Well, you can't be inclusive by promoting exclusion. Yeah. Because that's exactly, exactly. what you're doing. You're excluding, yeah. you're, you're trying to say that you're being inclusive but you're not because you're you're attempting to exclude an entire race. Yeah, if you want to be <laughs> if you want to be inclusive, how about we just talk about Americans? Yeah. How about we stop talking about like what the black community is, what the Hispanic right. community is, what you know, all these other minorities. 
uh, let's just talk about Americans. Right. Let's, what are we going to do to support Americans? But that doesn't make that doesn't raise money for campaigns. I guess not. Uh, you know that so, that's a well, big money. You know, abortion, race, gender are three really big cash cows for the Democratic Party. And in an election year, you, I can promise you that over the next, you know, we've already you've already started hearing it, but I can, I can tell you the ramp up over the next two months uh, of those conversations are going to be nonstop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but again, without any pushback. They're getting their message out, and and you know, yeah, they may have that momentum going into that last, you know, yeah. that last and, couple and of I months. fault, I will one hundred percent fault the Republican Party if they fail. Yeah. Um, now I still think that they're going to take the House. I, it may not be fifty or sixty yeah. uh, people, but I don't, I don't honestly don't care if it's one. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if they if they take it by one. That's all that needs to happen. Uh, the Senate, I, hard to say, because I don't put trust in polls either. No, you know, you've got these polls out there that, and the ones they like to cite anyway. Um, you know, I'll use uh, uh, Marco Rubio as a as an example. Uh, there's, I think, I I think I read twelve polls. And 11 of them had Rubio winning by over uh, Val Demings, who's a current congresswoman from uh, Florida. She used to be a police chief down there somewhere, and now she's their congresswoman. I think she won. I think this is her first or second term as a congresswoman. Um, but So 10 out of the 11 polls have Rubio up by, I think, the lowest one, the closest one's like five points. And then you got this one poll that has Val Demings up by seven. Hmm. And but that's the one they talk yeah, about. Where are they you know, that? The, yeah, where they that. The only one that the only one that they go on TV and talk about is that one poll that has hmm. Rubio. I'm like, yeah, okay, you're always going to have an outlier, and then you have again, you always have to go and look at how that poll was conducted. Yeah, who? What are the percentages of you know who was asked the questions uh, and, and all those types of things? So. Uh, I'm sure that if I really dug down into that one poll, yeah, exactly, <laughs> with one thing. But that's I'm sure that's why it's good to have so many that yeah, it gives you a much better consensus. Well, when you get consistency, yeah, like if you if you have 11 mm-hmm. polls and 10 of them are fairly consistent, yeah, in the numbers and the people, so who's ahead, who's behind, and the distance between them, um, I'm a little bit more comfortable you know, using that as a, as kind of a, a measuring stick sure. uh, for, you know, and then that you, you know, and then there's, you know, there's one poll that maybe has Rubio up by 20 points where none of the other ones are more than 10. Uh, and then you have one where Demings is up by seven points. So that 20.1 I throw out and that 7.1 I throw out because the other nine uh, are consistent. The, the the numbers are consistent uh, as far as the polling went. So the, the, those are just kind of the way I do it, uh, kind of the way I look at it. Because there's never just one poll for these things. I mean, yeah. there's there's always yeah. several several polls that you can go and look at. So I don't know, but we, again, they got to get their message out, and that's the that's kind of the overall overarching theme for me on this in this segment is they need to start getting their message out. Because I'm not seeing it. No, that's true. Because I feel like I should be plugged into that community. 
a lot more and I'm not seeing it either. Yeah. Um, yeah. And vice versa. I'm not seeing, um, I, I don't understand what the narrative is, I guess, on the, on the other side. I mean, I do try to keep pretty balanced and listen to every, keep my ear open, you know, mm-hmm. um, I never like to, to be one sided, but, um, my point is how is it not just completely overwhelmingly, realization that that everything has been that everything has gone failed. to shit yeah you, I, and I, I say this all the time i would love someone to tell me one member of biden's cabinet that they feel has been successful yeah, in their job name one yeah because it can't be transportation no. it can't be uh it can't be law and and law enforcement so the doj is out the window it can't be the military because no, they completely failed. They've completely failed. Well, that's, and that's not that, the, that's, that's not the rank and file, but no, that's it's the Biden. leadership. Yeah. Um, it, it's not transportation because yeah, booty judge. mayor booty judge or whatever his yeah. name is. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, again, we're on Kamala Harris watch. Cause I don't think anybody's seen her in six months again. Uh, I think Joe Biden He's been in office 500 and I think, what was it? 560 something days now. And he's been in Delaware or on vacation elsewhere, 283 of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish I, I wish I could find a job I know, right? where I could be, I could be on vacation half the time I was supposed to be working. Yeah. Now they always say, Oh, the president's always working. It doesn't matter where bullshit. No, that dude's walking progress. down a beach in fucking Delaware. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah, I don't buy it. I used to get super frustrated. Um, all the past presidents, mm-hmm. I don't care, Democrat, Republican yeah. and going, I don't know how many times they would golf a year. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I can't even get out a, a handful of times. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, whatever. That's just me. But still like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. You, you can take a break from golf for, for a little while. And like honestly, that. it's four years, right? Yeah. So, you know, for those four years, you have a pretty serious job being the leader of the free world. Um, Take that seriously. And I just don't, and you're right. It's not just this president. No, I mean, history, I can go back at least to the presidents that I remember throughout my life. And, you know, they've all been, I mean, some of them obviously worse than others, but, but they've all done it. Yeah. Um, Well, I, I I was definitely pretty frustrated with Trump because I think he, even made a declaration before he, when he was running that he wasn't going to do that. And he, and he went out and did. So, yeah. 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 That was certainly frustrating. I'm like, no, I, you know, all that stuff is, is a, an egregious waste of taxpayer money in, in a lot of cases, certain, certain, you know, yeah. I mean, certain it, things are reasonable. I get, and they're just, it's necessary or whatever, but I mean, it costs, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, every time they go on a trip because they have to move. It's not just the oh, yeah, president. Yeah. No, the, <laughs> no, the Biden, I'm sorry, not the uh, Obama Hawaii vacations annually yeah. were like $19 million or yeah. something. I'm just, I, I don't know that for sure, but it was like it was in the millions. millions. Yeah, it was in the millions. It was millions, but sure. it was like egregious. Yeah, because there's, not, you know, it's not just the president and his family. It's all the secret service, it's all the vehicles, it's the yeah. aircrafts, it's the security 
that they have to provide, uh, you know, two weeks before he goes on a trip. Exactly. Uh, it's, it, you know, there's a whole big thing that has to happen for those trips to happen. Um, and so the, the cost is astronomical. Yeah. Um, the, you know, they fly the vehicle, they fly the presidential limo wherever he goes. They, I, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous the amount of money that it costs to just, and now I get it. I mean, we want our presidents to be protected. Um, yeah, sure. And, and that's certainly not the grudge, but you know, do they need to, do they need to do that 17 times a year? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We'll continue the conversation. All right, we are back. Hey, so Jimmy, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was here we go with here we go with the fucking geniuses again. Yeah. California. Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, our good buddy out there. Um, he leads the way. Is leading the way and uh <laughs> has apparently uh solidified and gotten the votes, although I don't think it's actually officially been passed yet, but got the votes to ban all non-electric vehicles in california by 2035 oh fantastic he's following joe biden's lead didn't yeah. joe biden say that you know he yeah. said yeah we're gonna move the whole country's gonna move away from yeah. gasoline you here's, know here's the problem in a decade here's Good the luck. problem two days after that california came out and told everybody who owned an electric vehicle please don't charge your vehicles because the grid can't handle it so you've got a third of your pop, probably less than a third of your state population that has electric vehicles now and your grid can't handle it. But oh, in- I was going to say, I bet they're not even like, yeah, the amount of people that actually have them yeah. is minimal mm-hmm. compared to what they would want. Yeah. Their ideal percentage of people. Well, you know. I, I think it's interesting, too, where they talk about, you know, everybody has to buy an electric car. Well, uh, who's going to pay for them? Because... Yeah. It's not even just buying an electric vehicle. Uh, you know, you're going to pay 60 grand for an electric vehicle, but uh, when the battery goes bad in that, guess how much you're going to pay? You're going to pay $30,000 just to replace the battery. 30 grand just to replace the battery yeah. in an electric vehicle. Yeah, I've heard a lot of complications cuz I know they they've thrown around ideas of um, having batteries that are swappable that you can just go to a, a a gas station essentially you know like they like you would otherwise and then just swap out have them swap out a battery rather than um charge sit there and charge for some uh, a certain amount of time um i think that idea has since gone away because it yeah, doesn't it's, it's not yeah yeah how, because of the cost it's feasible sure. yeah it's not real feasible for them to maintain and keep you know it's not up. like it's not yeah. like going in for an oil change <laughs> you know yeah. you're like oh, okay I, my car needs an oil change i'm just going to go down to jiffy lube and get that done oh my car needs a new battery uh, my electric vehicle needs a new battery i'm going to drive down to the whatever and and get a new battery and you know dump 29 30 grand to yeah, swap the battery yeah, out. i'm not sure it doesn't work that way yeah and again who's going to pay for it because most people can't and how, afford. How are they getting produced? And you know, where is that coming from? Well, and that's the other thing too is the the electric vehicles themselves are not that available. You cannot tell me that they can produce enough electric vehicles in a year to sustain an entire state. It's it's impossible, unless you're not allowing any other state to purchase them. 
we they can't make them like that. Uh, yeah. That I'm aware of. I mean, I haven't seen anything that says that our technology has advanced to the point where they can mass produce these things quickly. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's just the it's this running theme that we have where it's short sightedness, and you know they just the knee jerk reaction to things. Oh, and we're doing, and they don't care about the practicality of it. They don't care because it's it's all a narrative. Yeah. It, well, we're doing the right thing morally, so it doesn't matter. It's, yeah. it's like lockdowns. They're like, oh, well, we got to lock down because it's the right thing to do. We don't, and then not even consider the other oh, impacts. That, of by the way, going back like to that. the first block, that's what that's the other thing they're blaming for Republicans for now. The lockdowns. The lockdowns. Yeah. yeah. And that you know the the that Trump Trump wanted right. the lockdowns indefinitely yeah. and all that, which clearly, as soon as they said that, it was all over the internet that uh, his speech is where he says. Kids going back to school this year need to be in the classroom, yeah. <laughs> you know, repeatedly. So yeah, there's another there's another they're, false narrative. They're blaming Trump for yep. rushing the uh, vaccine. They blame Trump for everything. Yeah. Uh, like they're 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 legitimately one trick ponies when it comes to that. Uh, but another thing that I thought was really great this week was uh, our good mayor in Chicago. Lori Lightfoot, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> she uh, she's a little upset at uh, Governor Abbott down in uh, Texas. Oh, yeah. He started shipping uh, some more friends up there. Some more of their uh, well, it's a sanctuary, sanctuary yeah, city. Exactly, it's sanctuary uh, city candidates yeah. up to Chicago. So now you've got uh, you got Miriam Bowser in D.C. who's uh, flipping out and keeps asking for the National Guard. To which I'll give credit to the DOD; they've refused her request. Both times she's asked for him. Uh, you've got uh, the mayor. I don't even know his name. Like he's so insignificant of a person. The nope. mayor of New York City. Of New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's such an, in, he's made himself so insignificant that I don't even know his name. Uh, but That's, he's no. crying and whining and complaining about uh, the illegals being sent up there. And now Beetlejuice is uh, oh, the, freaking out. Yeah, I know you're talking about now. Is it Eric? Eric something. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, I could be it, wrong. It's Eric. I think you're right. But anyway, uh, yeah. again, completely insignificant because uh, he's pretty much as worthless as his predecessor. So speaking of which, his predecessor is uh, now going to be a professor at Harvard. Eric Adams. Sorry. Yeah, Eric oh. Adams. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what was the other guy's name? Where? New York City. The, the previous mayor. Oh. No, Cuomo? No, that was oh, the governor. Oh, governor. Um, the real tall guy. I can't remember his name either because he was an idiot. Uh, but anyway. De Blasio? De Blasio, oh, yeah. yeah. De, de Blasio. Blasio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now he's going to be, he uh, just got hired to uh, be a professor at Harvard. So No surprise there. Yeah. So here we go. The next generation of indoctrination in our college system uh, right there. Well, it's going so well for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. It's so whatever. far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it, it amazes me, you know, and you can kind of tie the two together with this whole climate change push and, or, you know, the, I don't even want to call it climate change. It's like they're the climate narrative, you know, and this is how you know it's bullshit because the United States produces like 0.3% of the world's pollution. Oh yeah. And, and we're and but yet we foot 
like 85% of the world bill on pollution. And that's the progressive and pollution reduction and things. Like yeah, that. that's, yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah. the, that's the progressive American progressive uh, hope, right? That's what they want. But you know, they're not, you know, they're not serious about it because they don't do anything to hold China accountable. They don't do anything yeah, to hold think, India accountable. Yeah. They don't do anything to hold the, the top three or four countries uh, that produce the most, like 85 to 90% of the world pollution accountable for anything. So it's completely, it is completely 100% a waste of U.S. taxpayer dollars. Yeah, I think I th um, you nailed that point because it, it's a very tricky and complex area because you you do want to lead the way yeah i mean it, you don't you want to set the example but it's very difficult yeah. to compete um when other people are gonna or other countries are not gonna hold themselves to that same moral standard so you know they're gonna cut corners and um not actually you know they're willing to sac make sacrifices that we aren't but that makes it very difficult for us to be competitive. So, well, right. And, and it's one thing to, you know, for them to, you know, want to do these things. It's a whole nother thing entirely to say, okay, we're going to spend X amount of billions of dollars on this thing. Uh, having said that, if you China or if you India yeah. don't do X, Y, and Z, then here, there's going to be penalties. That's what I meant. Yeah, like you said, you you got to hold them accountable in some way. And I think we do have the ability to do that. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, because yeah, there's plenty of opportunities. Because contrary to popular belief, China and India need us as a trading partner. Yeah, they're very more than us. they more yeah. than we need them. Yeah. To for sure. So we haven't set ourselves up well. Um, I was very excited when Donald Trump came in and reduce the the tax rate for businesses um sure. that, that want to stay in the united states and things like that and then we lost it well and um, you've already seen the negative effects of that of that reversal yeah um where you know companies are already i mean i think last month uh you know the the job numbers are starting to go back down again yep. the unemployment numbers are starting to go back up again um and so here's the residual effects of you know, reversing a lot of these policies that were working. So, yeah, and, and it's not just the cost of things; it's the supply. Sure, is is so difficult, and it's primarily because it's, things are coming from overseas. I've been blown away by just like random little things that I often buy are just like unavailable, yep. and it's and it's like why, why? Doesn't I, make any sense. I'm right there with you. So every summer, one of my favorite things to make is shrimp salad. Yeah. Um, but you have to have a particular size shrimp for it to come out the way that it's meant to come out. Can't get them. I went, when I went up to New York last time, I went to the store to get them. Can't get them. And you can't, and I have people say all the time, well, we'll just take the bigger ones and cut them up. It doesn't, for yeah. whatever reason, it just doesn't work with the, you know, the way that this thing is made, but you just can't get them. And I, there's no reason why, because you can get every other kind of shrimp. You know, it's just these like little tiny baby shrimps that you cannot, you cannot get them. You can't it, find them. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Maybe they, you know, changed their focus to something else because they had to make a choice because of their limited 
personnel. And that's what a lot of, uh, I think a lot of businesses and stuff yeah. have, have had to do. It may not even be a cost issue. It's yeah. like, well, we can't staff these. We can only focus on this area of our mission or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And that's a direct result of either the reversals of policies from before or the implementation yeah. of policies now that make it virtually impossible. But it's for so frustrating to... because we've been screaming from the get go that this is that lockdowns and things like that are going to be bad. And, you know, they should not. Right. Yeah. You, know, you know, go that route because it's going to have these residual effects. And then sure enough, that's where we are. And now they're like, well, how did we get here? This I, I don't understand. Yeah. And I mean, here, here we go. I mean, exactly what you're talking about. The, the school, the school's numbers uh, that just came out this past week about, you know, the effects that uh, the lockdowns had on kids in school uh, during the pandemic. The, the thing is, is like most everyday normal down to earth American has been saying that this was going to be the result for at least a year and a half. And they're acting like it's a big shock now that the numbers actually came out saying that I think what in uh, middle school or elementary school, uh, the test scores that they use were the lowest they've been in 30 years, be, just over that period of time. They, they've never been this low or they haven't been this low in 30 something years. Uh, and it all because of the pandemic, we've been telling you that. And the people that had the courage and fortitude to actually go yeah. and try to speak out, knowing that they'd probably be ridiculed. Yeah, and, ridiculed. Yeah. You know, they were treated like terrorists. Mm -hmm. They were investigated, you know, by, yeah. by big government. It's yeah. like insane. Uh, and that's just super frustrating. And so what else are we going to do? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's great that, you know, at least the CDC, I mean, Fauci's still out there spewing his bullshit that we should all be wearing six masks and three lab well, coats no, he's and three claiming suits. that he never recommended lockdowns. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, too bad uh, we have the receipts, buddy. But, but at least, at least the CDC director publicly came out and said that, yeah, we screwed up and <laughs> we made mistakes. I mean, it doesn't do any good now, right? Because you already did it. Yeah. You already, the they made all their money. Yeah, the yeah. actions that you took have already had the effects that they're going to have. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'll at least give it to her that she came out and didn't try to pawn it off and she didn't try to do it. She, she came out and said, yeah, the CDC screwed this up. But I'm pretty confident that anybody that was involved in making these decisions and even uh, imposing these decisions about lockdowns, None of them volunteered to lose their job. Probably none of them lost their job. Exactly. At, for any, in any capacity, you know, so all these people are making the decision for other people and determining what's essential. Well, I submit that the CDC is not essential. Yeah. Not well, essential yeah because they're not performing the, yeah. they're not performing the duty that they were created to perform yeah. their duty. What they were created for was to, uh, prepare us in the event that we had a pandemic and they failed 100% yeah. at their core mission. So why, yeah. Why do we have, and them? then it gives, well, it gives the government personnel who, who went along with those decisions that, you know, that out that they can, you know, just say, well, we just went off the best recommendation that, that we had from the CDC and they're supposed yeah. to be the experts. Yeah. Well, we were telling you that that was not smart. 
Yeah, so I think uh, on uh, this upcoming week of uh, Trash Talking Tuesday, uh, I'm going to do some homework. Okay. Because we're going to, I think we are, we're going to have a, uh, a little bit more of an in-depth conversation about uh, the PGA Ooh, and Live yeah. Golf. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know where, how you and I are. I'm going to have to do my research as well. But yeah, yeah I have some of my instincts uh, about it. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much, but like, yeah. the competition sounds exciting in a little way. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there. I think it's, it'll be interesting how things unfold. Let's talk about it. Yeah, we definitely will. I think that I think that'll be a good, uh, good discussion, good discussion point for a, a quick, you know, 15, 20 minute show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, hey, happy Labor Day weekend. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of it. Uh, I have my daughter and grandson here visiting and so uh we're having a good time this weekend i hope you guys are too be safe and we'll talk to you all on tuesday